Women Taking the Lead, Episode 234. So my favorite quote, and my team hears me share this all the time, it's a, a quote from Mark Twain, that the two most important days in your life are the day that you're born and the day that you figure out why. And so for me, um, that quote has just always resonated with me because I feel like that light switch flipped on when I realized uh, what my passion was and what I wanted to do with my life um, and with my work to be able to provide opportunity and inspire others. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Have you grabbed your copy of my best-selling book, Accomplished, How to Go from Dreaming to Doing? Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash accomplished to access the secrets to achievement and success. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Katie Allen, who is Vice President of Via One Hope, empowering entrepreneurs to make an impact while making an income. Katie leads the business in the community of more than 1,200 cause entrepreneurs. After experiencing firsthand the challenges of raising a family and working full-time, Katie transitioned to a career fulfilling the need for balance, freedom, and flexibility. She's passionate about helping other entrepreneurs find and fulfill their purpose. Katie graduated from the University of Nebraska, and she and her husband, John, are proud parents of two daughters. Katie, it's so great to have you on the show. And if you could say a little bit more about yourself, because that's really like the 10,000 foot version of who you are in the world. So tell us a little bit more about you and your own humble beginnings. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jody. I'm really excited to be chatting with you today. Um, so I grew up in Nebraska, um, small town girl, and um, I think that's you know about as humble as it can get, right? I did not grow up on a farm, uh, but when I moved to California, I seem to get that question a lot. <laughs> uh, people really think of the Midwest as being small farming community, but uh, that's where I grew up and attended the University of Nebraska there. Um, and I have to tell you, Jody, I'm a risk taker. Um, and so shortly after, after I graduated from college, I decided that I was going to pick up and move to California uh, without a job and without knowing anybody other than one friend who had made the move a couple years prior to me who said, sure, you can crash on my couch and I'll introduce you to people that I know and we'll find you a job. Don't worry. You can, you can sleep on my couch in Venice Beach. So I picked up, much to my family's dismay, picked up and moved um, out to California and um, started you know, working temporary jobs, trying to figure out where my vibe was and what I wanted to do and who I wanted to be. Um, and I wound up working in a very intense uh, corporate uh, type of lifestyle and corporate type of job, which the income was amazing. Um, certainly didn't have a problem with that. But, you know, I was working a lot of really long hours and traveling a lot. I was fortunate enough to meet a great man here in California and got married, had two kids. Um, and for any moms out there, you know, you know, once you start bringing kids into the picture and you're a working mom, you can get burned out really, really quickly trying to juggle everything everything. Um, and that's kind of where I found myself after several years uh, being here and working a pretty intense corporate job that was very demanding and traveling and being away from my family. Um, and that's where I was lucky enough to stumble into the world of direct sales. And for those of you that don't know what direct sales is, I'm sure you've probably been invited to an event by a friend of yours at some point or another to come over 
and socialize with girlfriends and shop for jewelry or cookware or wine in my case, um, or other things like that. So direct selling is a really great business opportunity that gives women a chance to get out of the home. Um, you know, if you're a stay at home mom gives you a chance to get out of the home, um, and do a little bit of work and earn an income based on your sales. Um, and a lot of people also like myself, um, uh, kind of layered that into what I was doing in addition to my corporate job, because I wasn't busy enough. <laughs> um, but what was really interesting was that I kind of found my so as busy as I was, you know, working a very demanding corporate job, uh, traveling a lot, uh, being a mom to sm two small kids, um, I layered this into what I was doing. And I, I realized like, hey, I remember I used to be this really fun, outgoing person who socialized a ton with my friends. And I sort of had lost that, um, you know, through the process of getting married and, and starting my own family. And what I found was I felt like I could really do more for other people, um, you know, working in this time type of environment. And so I, you know, found myself in a place I think where so many other people do, unfortunately, nowadays is, you know, you're going to a J-O-B every day and that dread starts to settle in on Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening of, oh boy, I have to get up and go to work tomorrow. Um, and I just wasn't living the life that I wanted to live. Um, and so, as I said, I'm, I'm a big risk taker. Um, and I convinced my husband that we could take the risk and take the gamble of me leaving my corporate job um, and working full time in the world of direct sales. And so I've been fortunate enough to have taken that leap of faith um, and to have been quite successful over the last five years in doing so. Wow. Okay. So the move from Nebraska to Southern California, the move into the big, exciting corporate job, starting the family, which over the weekend, I don't know, I just, I just heard a lot of people joking about, you know, kids and how like, you know, we're brought up like, oh, we'll have kids someday and how great that is. And nobody really tells you the enormous responsibility that comes with raising children <laughs> and then going into this entrepreneurial side of things as well. And Katie, what I could hear with each stage was like everything had a challenge, but everything had amazing opportunity and you grew confident in, in yourself and your abilities with each, you know, new thing and each risk you took. And I'm sure, you know, we all know some risks work out, some, you know, some don't, but we really gain confidence in a sense of who we are from taking those risks and taking on new challenges. And I can hear that confidence in your voice, which is really great. But you know, if you've been listening to any of the podcasts, you know, we start boom, right at the very bottom. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, we really get the, the, the ball rolling with the playing small moment. These are these moments where they could be momentary or they can last for, oh goodness, a long time and come up over and over again. I think for a lot of us, they keep coming up over and over again because there's always the next hurdle to overcome. But these are the moments that we have of doubt, you know, where we, we might hold back or hesitate because we just don't know, think or know if we have it in us to overcome. And so, Katie, if you would share with us a time when um, you had a, a significant playing small moment and the steps you took and the lessons you've learned. Sure. And it's, it's really caught up and going a little bit deeper, I think, into what um, I just shared with you. You know, it was going back to when my, my kids were really little. Um, my husband and I weren't connecting or seeing much of each other because we were both working like crazy, uh, both very stressed out and unfulfilled and unhappy, um, you know, in our, our work lives and then trying to keep it all together, you know, in the evenings and the weekends as, as a family. And 
I really, you know, as I said, I'm a risk taker and I don't know where it comes from, but I've always had a, a very, very strong belief in myself and positive uh, attitude that really there's nothing that I can't do if I set my mind to it. Um, and you know, sometimes it takes a little longer to convince my husband that something's possible and get him to come around and see, you know, cause he's always looking at the reasons, um, you know, trying to, trying to bring me back to reality, but I'm, I'm kind of a dreamer too. So I'm always looking for, uh, you know, what's the next exciting thing that I can make happen. And, um, I, I, I actually enjoy obstacles and challenges. I think that's where I thrive. Um, and I, my soul kind of comes alive when there's something that most people would look at and go, ah, too hard, not going to do it. Uh, that's where I really dig in. And that's where I think I really light up and, and uh, enjoy taking on a challenge. And so I really did feel very stuck, you know, back at that time when my kids were little, um, that awesome responsibility of being a parent, you know, maintaining a, a, a home and um, taking that huge risk. You know, it was one thing to take a risk to pick up and move halfway across the country, you know, right after college when it was just me, myself and I. It's a completely different story when you think about taking risks and you've got so much on the line in terms of your family. Um, you're affecting a lot of other people's lives. And so I kind of lost that spark, I think, within myself of really believing in myself and being willing to accept and take on challenges. And so when I started working part-time um, just for fun in direct sales, I did that for about three years uh, before I finally got the courage to say, you know what? I can take this risk and I can do it and we're all going to land on our feet and we're all going to be okay. Um, now with that, there, you know, were some really big family decisions that we had to make because I gave up the, you know, the safety net of a full-time income and benefits and even a, a company car, um, to go to a 100%, um, commission type of a situation. Um, and so my husband and I planned, um, and talked a lot about it and, you know, really over the course of those three years, um, mom started getting a lot happier. Uh, you know, my relationships with my friends and my family were getting a lot stronger and a lot better. And, and, and my husband could see that, you know, definitely I was a lot happier and kind of finding my, my zone again. Um, and so we made a really um, tough decision to actually downsize and sell our home and move to a smaller house just so that we could protect ourselves. Um, because I was, you know, again, giving up that safety net of, of the guaranteed paycheck. And that was a really, you know, big sacrifice and a big risk that we took. Um, but I'm lucky enough to have an amazing support system that, you know, my husband and kids and family were very supportive uh, for us to be able to do that. And so, you know, in finding that opportunity and, you know, kind of sitting for several years, not sure and sort of doubting myself, um, you know, being able to overcome that and have a partner that was supportive of that uh, really has just made the journey for me all that much better uh, and more fulfilling. And it's it's interesting because it's all sort of come full circle now. Um, as I mentioned, I you know worked in a, a corporate job that was very demanding. Um, now with my role at One Hope, I'm actually back on the corporate side. So I was able to um, you know be very successful as an independent contractor, basically in direct sales, um, and then was lucky enough to connect with the founders of One Hope Wine, um, who 
who wanted to build out their own direct sales business. And they were looking for somebody to come to the inside uh, who kind of knew the ins and outs of that world. And so um, that was another moment sort of of hesitation for me too, right? Like give up the, the freedom and the flexibility and the life that I've created for myself to go back to a corporate job. Um, you know, the big bad bad wolf corporate, you know, situation, but you know what? Um, there are so many companies out there that are incredible, uh, places to work that have incredible, um, people that are behind what the company is doing that are very inspiring to work with. Um, and so I took yet another risk, you know, to come over to the corporate side. And I have to say it was the best decision I've ever made because now I've got a platform to be able to inspire and share opportunity with even more um, men and women to help pursue their passions um, and overcome, you know, their moments of doubt and see the potential and the possibility within themselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's really interesting, the flip side of things, because you hear a lot of people will say, you know, after they had kids, they really got motivated because, you know, they realized, okay, I've got mouths to feed. Like, if we're going to make this dream happen, we got to get it done. And, you know, when it's, it kind of creates that experience of your back is up against the wall and it shoots you forward. But I've also heard stories on the flip side where people are like, well, I have kids and I I can't take risks and, you know, we have to pay for insurance and we need the safety and security of the job. So it's like the two things are tugging at you both times. And it sounds like in your case, Katie, it took it took something for you to really think about that and be like, you know what, I'm not happy. And I I think I'm not a parent. But what I hear a lot of parents say, and you know, I've just been immersed in this philosophy, when you are happy, when you are fulfilled in what you're doing, when you're accomplishing things out in the world, you're actually a better parent because you come back and you parent your children from a place of feeling um, whole and excited about your own life. That's absolutely so, so true. And it's, you know, it is really scary. And, you know, to me, I think if you believe in yourself and you're willing to do whatever it takes to make it work, take a risk. And, you know, even if, you know, you, you try a few things and it doesn't work out, if you still maintain that confidence in yourself and you don't ever give up and you're always looking for, you know, the way to make things work, you know, what's, what's the one reason why it will work versus the thousands of reasons, you know, that you have going on inside of your head to talk yourself out of it. And I think, you know, as a mom, I look at the example that, you know, I'm setting for my kids. And so, you know, hopefully, who knows, someday they'll, they'll grow up and be, you know, working mom as well. Um, but what's the example that I want to set for them? Do I want them to think, well, you know, I've got a job that I don't like and I'm not happy, but I can't leave, um, because nobody ever does that. I've got to stay working this nine to five job that doesn't fulfill me, uh, because I need that, that income. Or do I want them to see, Hey, it's okay to take a risk. And as long as I'm smart about, you know, you can't just throw caution to the wind, obviously you've got to be very smart and do your research. Um, so I'm definitely not advocating, you know, quit your job, sell your house and, (laughs) uh, go live on the beach, but, you know, really research your choices and, and, um, set yourself up for success. And if there is a big risk or, um, something, you know, big, that's out there, an opportunity that, that you're thinking about, you know, 
propelling yourself forward, do your homework first, you know, don't jump in both feet first, uh, right off the bat, do your homework and give yourself some time and make a plan to make it happen. I'm a big planner. Um, and so, you know, all the, the stories that I've shared thus, thus far, it's, um, you know, there's definitely a lot of planning and conversation, uh, and collaboration to make all of those things happen. So, you know, really get your family, your friends, get, get them on your team, get some cheerleaders behind you because, um, you can feel alone, especially as an entrepreneur, um, trying out new things and, um, you know, things that, that aren't, um, maybe acceptable to other people that they would be too afraid to try. If you've got a big idea or something that you want to do, um, bring others in, let everybody in your circle know what you're up to so that you've got those cheerleaders when, you know, you are struggling or having a down, down day. And now Katie, share with us a time in your journey when you had a wake up call, take us back to that moment and share with us the steps you took that led to your success. So, uh, this, it's so funny to think back on this now. It seems like so long ago. Uh, but yet I vividly remember, uh, every day, uh, of this particular situation. So when I first moved to California, um, I worked at a pretty big movie studio here in Hollywood, um, which was a really, you know, exciting, fun job. Um, however, the lady that was my boss was, um, kind of like the, the devil wears Prada times a thousand. I mean, she was hardcore. Um, and I was, you know, kind of fresh off the boat from the Midwest and, um, had never dealt with or seen anybody like that in my life. Um, and every single day, you know, that I was going to work, I was miserable and, you know, was in a demeaning, you know, role and, um, not being treated very well. And, you know, it's funny, you know, quote unquote, back on the farm in Omaha, everybody was thinking, oh my gosh, you're working at this movie studio. It's so glamorous. It's so exciting. You're going to movie premieres. It must be so amazing. You must just have this amazing life. It never rains in California. You've got a great job. Um, and I was here miserable every single day. And, you know, I thought, gosh, everybody thinks this job is so amazing. And on paper, it really is. Um, I don't know if I could ever find something better than this. And, you know, I, I can't leave this position until I, I find something else. Um, and so I was kind of caught in, again, um, you know, allowing myself to sort of be a slave to the job and, and that fear of not being able to stand up for myself really is what it boiled down to. I've, I've never had anybody, um, you know, assassinate my character or, or make me feel as low, um, unfortunately, as this particular person did that I was working for. Um, and, you know, every day going into the office and getting yelled at. Um, and so I finally decided one day without talking to anybody about it, I just had had enough. And I decided to finally stand up for myself and say, you know what, it's not okay to treat me this way. It's not okay to treat other people in the office this way. Um, and I'm leaving. And I didn't have another job lined up. And I remember uh, walking over to the human resources office. And by the time I walked in, um, the, the human resource manager was crying and said, I'm so sorry. You know, we have a lot of people come and go through this office. And she's a particularly difficult person to work for. And I'm so sorry. And I said, don't be sorry. Don't cry. I'm certainly not going to cry because this is a, one of the, the proudest moments of my life that, you know, I'm standing up for myself and I'm not willing to sacrifice uh, my dignity for, for a paycheck basically. Yeah. I think, you know, I know I've had those moments, you know, when your face, it almost feels like, 
I've said this before, but like your back is up against the wall, especially like you're in a situation where you're away from family, right? You have bills, you have rent, you have all these things you have to pay for and you don't have a job lined up. But when somebody keeps assassinating your character and questioning your integrity, right, and demeaning and degrading you, that will eat away at your soul, Mm -hmm. you know, and that you can't like money can't buy that back. Absolutely not. No. And, um, I mean, to me, it was a very scary thing to do. I was very young at the time and again, didn't have a safety net of even family close by, but I just knew, like I just dug down deep with inside myself and I just knew that, you know what, I'm going to land on my feet. I'm going to figure it out. It's going to be okay. It's going to be hard. Uh, but you know what, whatever it is that I wind up doing from, you know, moving forward from here, it's going to be so worth it because, um, you know, I, I took that, that chance to stand up for myself. And, you know, again, I think I've said it earlier is I really, you know, power of positive thinking. If you really believe in yourself, um, you will land on your feet. You really will. So, um, that was a pretty defining moment for me and, uh, pretty, pretty scary experience. Uh, I'll, I'll say that, uh, but a very defining moment, I think. And, um, you know, as I continued, uh, to move forward from there, you know, I took the time to soul search and really think about what I wanted for a career and not just, you know, go find another job. Um, so I think that was a defining moment for me and realizing I really, uh, didn't want to just have a job. I wanted to have something that I was passionate about every single day to get up, um, and go do. Um, and so that, that was a pretty defining moment. I think that's, uh, that's led me to where I'm at today. That's great. And Katie, what I want everyone to get is there is no one way to lead. There is the, you know, the devil wears Prada way to lead, which we don't advocate for here. (laughs) But based on, you know, our experience, our personality type, what our strengths are, we're all going to lead a little bit differently. And that's okay. It's oftentimes when we're trying to emulate someone who doesn't share those qualities with us that we get tripped up and we think we're not good leaders. But if we lean into what we already have, and our strengths and, you know, our values, we can then find a leadership style that really works for us. So Katie, how would you describe your leadership style? Um, So I think, you know, for me, Jody, I am all about empowering others just so that they can achieve their fullest potential. I'm a pretty hands-off uh, type of person. I think if you talk to any of my coworkers, they would say that I, I'm very hands-off, um, but I'm always somebody who will give a gentle nudge uh, to get someone in the right direction. Um, you know, I personally really think it's very important for leaders to do a lot more listening than it is to do a lot of talking. Um, so when you listen and let people feel safe in an environment, um, to open up and share their goals and their dreams and their vision, um, I think you can then encourage people to find their own answers. Like I said, with a little bit of gentle nudging and guidance in the right direction. Um, but really overall, I'm a very big picture person and I just don't sweat the small stuff. And so as a leader, I really try to inspire others to see things the same way um, and not get caught up in all the, the, the little things that muddy up your day. Um, because at the end of the day, you can only can control what you can control. Um, and so I think so many people are stressed out, uh, you know, on a daily basis over things that they just can't control. So I really try to you know, lead by example so that I'm not sweating the small stuff um, and encourage others to do the same. Um, In risk-taking, I think that's kind of the theme uh, for this this chat today is I try to encourage other people to take risks too and think outside of the box because there are a lot of people, let's face it, that 
they're, they like those safety nets. Um, but great things happen outside of your comfort zone. And it's so inspiring as a leader to see someone step out of side of their comfort zone and think outside of the box and accomplish and achieve things that they never thought were possible. Um, and I would say lastly, Jody, the, the biggest thing is that as a leader, it's really important to me to always fight for what's right and always do what I say I'm going to do. Um, consistency and being able to rely upon, you know, a leader is very, very important. And so my team and everyone um, that works with me, uh, not only professionally, but uh, in my, my personal life as well, um, they know that they can count on me to do what I say I'm going to do. And so I think that when you are that type of, of a person and people can count on you, um, you're going to inspire them to, you know, lean in a little bit, um, and listen to, um, ideas or encouragement that you might have to, um, to help guide them in the right direction. And Katie, what is one thing you're working on right now that you're really excited about and want to share with us? Absolutely. So um, currently, as I mentioned, I am with One Hope Wine, and we're a merit-based marketing platform uh, where we have wines that have a mission to serve and celebrate the world. And right now, we are under construction at a new winery in Napa Valley, California, which is amazing. Um, our company's been in business for, it's actually um, our 10th anniversary year, which is pretty exciting. Uh, but we were fortunate enough, being a very small company, uh, we were fortunate enough to actually purchase some land in Napa Valley. And so right now we are under construction building our winery and tasting room. So we're really excited that hopefully in the summer of 2018, we can start welcoming visitors and guests to our property in Napa Valley. Very cool. And on the flip side of things, what would you say is the biggest leadership or business challenge you're faced with right now? Well, uh, so it's really, truly the flip side of that. So, um, mm. You know, the exciting growth that we've seen at One Hope is amazing, um, but we are growing really, really fast. Um, and even though we're, you know, a company that's 10 years old, I think um, we're still sort of getting a little bit now, I guess, out of kind of startup mode, but we're a pretty scrappy, small team. Um, and so to be able to grow at such a rapid pace and to be able to keep up with, you know, with that and provide all the right tools and resources that um, our, our people need in the field um, can be really, really challenging. Uh, one thing right now that um, is a big focus for me is trying to get out ahead of planning um, and have things lined up and ready to roll, you know, six to 12 months ahead of time um, instead of things always being a fire drill. Um, it's, it's, it's tough, uh, to do that as fast as we're growing and as, um, lean as we are as a business. Um, and I would think the other thing too is, um, you know, we really are a, a very tight knit family at one hope, which is fantastic. Um, and so for me, as we grow, um, you know, we're now over, um, 2000 independent representatives across the country. So with that many people, it's challenging to know everyone. Um, but I really want to work hard to make sure that we maintain that close knit family feel as we continue to get bigger and bigger. Mm, I think that that is a struggle too. I've heard a lot of people, even, even in smaller companies say the more successful they get, the, the more they're expanding, the further and further they feel away from the front line. And it does take something to keep that relationship going, but figuring out in a way where it's not necessarily the quantity of time you spend with people, but the quality of time you spend with them. I absolutely agree. All right, Katie, now we're going into the quick leadership roundup. So just about one sentence or so, what is one practice you have that makes you a better leader? 
so really, Jody, I think it's just being fearless and being willing to take risks because as a leader, if your team sees you doing that, um, they will follow suit. Um, and great things, like I said, happen outside of your comfort zone. And so I think you can be a lot more successful, um, being fearless and being, being able to take calculated risks. And I think that the other thing is, don't expect perfection from yourself. If you work hard um, and you have the ability to learn from your mistakes, um, you're on the right track because no one's perfect. There's no perfect company, no perfect leader or perfect person. Um, so if you give yourself the grace of knowing that, hey, you are going to stumble at times and make some mistakes, um, it's okay because that's where sometimes your best learning comes from. What advice would you give your younger self? Oh my gosh, I would say drink more water and moisturize. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And now, Katie, share with us a successful or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. So my favorite quote, and my team hears me share this all the time, it's a, a quote from Mark Twain, that the two most important days in your life are the day that you're born and the day that you figure out why. And so for me, um, that quote has just always resonated with me because I feel like that light switch flipped on when I realized uh, what my passion was and what I wanted to do with my life um, and with my work to be able to provide opportunity and inspire others. And lastly, Katie, what is the best way for this community to connect with you? So you can find us at viaonehope.com. That's V-I-A-O-N-E-H-O-P-E. And we're also on Instagram and Twitter at Via One Hope. And on Facebook, we are at Via One Hope Community. Love it. And for those of you listening, you know you can find all the links and resources that Katie shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com. And her name is spelled with a K. You can put that K-A-T-I-E in the search bar and her show notes page will come right up. Katie, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Thank you, Jody. Before we say goodbye, I want to give a huge shout out to Millie Welsh at Zebra Lab Web Solutions. She does the hosting for the Women Taking the Lead website, as well as the SEO and payment solutions. So if you need help with any of these things, contact Millie at zebralubwebsolutions.com. Thank you all for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. And to strengthen you on your own leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson, so here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.